0: Welcome to the Architect of Change show with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now here's Connie.
1: Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you guys by now it's been a couple of weeks so I hope you realize how excited I truly am uh, to be sharing this hour with you every week and I hope that you're starting to feel my passion I hope that I'm inspiring you of course teaching that you walk away always learning something and enjoying my guests and some of the silly and fun stories that we uh, tell you The main thing for me that I hope you get from this is that perhaps I become the catalyst to make you want to take your first step to change. Uh, Today's show is uh, specifically about creating and and sustaining a culture um, within your company. If you're a small business owner, this might be a time to start to define that culture. Uh, My guest is uh, Dr. Cindy Rowan, and she and I are really going to drill down and discuss what culture, cha- what culture change means and how both of us, we go and we facilitate training as well. So how does that training piece fit into that culture development? Uh, I think most of you are really going to be surprised by what we discuss and some of the things that we uncover and some of the pitfalls, I think, that companies uh, face um, and sometimes don't even realize is happening. Before we begin, I just want to give you a framework as to the topics we're going to discuss. And I'll mention it, Uh, Cindy and I are going to go through uh, six steps to creating or changing and sustaining a a culture within your organization. We'll, We'll talk about those seven steps, I'm going to give them to you now, and I will repeat them at the end. So, by all means, get that piece of paper out, start to take notes. Um, Jotting down those ideas, that's the beginning, again, of of where change starts. It's that first step. So when we talk about creating and sustaining a culture, the first step that Cindy and I are going to discuss is the visioning. Um, And there's really five key things that we will discuss. Um, The mission, guiding principles, the standards of excellence defined by the client that we need to implement. And I'll just give you an example with that one. Uh, when I go in, a lot of times a standard of excellent might be when a client walks in from a service standpoint, we should all stand, greet the customer, look them in the eyes, smile, use their name, give a business card. That might be a standard of excellence. So that's just an example. We have to make sure we have operational integrity and the interpersonal, how everything is communicated from every angle. Second step in creating and sustaining culture is identifying the gaps through assessment. Um, You want to make sure you know your start point, whatever that looks like. You want to go to the end, look at the end result of what we're seeking, and then you can imagine that that path is the gap or the, the deficit or disconnect, and that's really where we start to develop and formulate what the culture looks like with the training and a bunch of pieces, really, not just training. Many pieces go into that path. The third step is building the plan. And that's defining, again, what that end result, what the expectations are, some milestones, what are success indicators. It's not always a dollar. There's other indicators that we look like. Again, we're seeking clarity at every step. You know, it's like one of my favorite words, clarity. The fourth one is we're going to commu- – uh, Cindy and I are going to talk about communicating the vision, and that's through all levels within the organization Everybody needs to understand and everything needs to be tied back to the strategic direction of the organization. And how how me, Connie Whitman, how do I live that vision every day in my work environment? Fifth step we'll talk about is training and development. Um, That's that delivery piece of the skill to meet the corporate objectives and we're going to talk about and, and outline that for you a little bit. And the sixth Step is the sustainability, and that includes accountability. I know Cindy, this is uh, one of she and my favorite words. We oftentimes we go into companies, and they are awesome at what their vision, what they think their vision is, and etc. And then you you do this awesome training and this whole big rollout and kickoff meetings and all this excitement and then they have no accountability pieces. People don't change unless we hold them accountable. And accountability doesn't always have to be a bad thing. It could be rewards, not just consequences. The coaching and feedback, you know, I've talked about coaching, one of my favorite topics. In order to sustain that change, coaching is such an important um, component. You need, have resource materials available. Um, I develop job aids for my clients. The evaluation process, this is one of the areas that Cindy is just brilliant at, um, and I'll let her explain more about that, as well as other infrastructure changes um, that you really need to have in place to ensure that success. We're spending money. We're pulling people out. We're spending all this time. All of these pieces really need to uh, come together. Now, before I introduce my guest, Dr. Cindy Rowan, I'm allowed to call her Cindy. You all have to call her Dr. Cindy. Uh, She, believe it or not, looks young, beyond her years, uh, but she has 30 years' experience. Uh, Oftentimes we tell people we've only been working for 10 years because we look so good. Um, In that 30 years, uh, she's held various positions um, in in the banking industry within retail, lending, credit areas, as well as she's held senior officer positions in areas of human resource training and, of course, development. Uh, Since 1992, Cindy has served as president of her own consulting firm called Performance Management Solutions. And at the end, I will give you all of Cindy's contact information. I know many of you are going to want to um, have a chat with her. Uh, During her consultative or consulting career, she's helped uh, a whole bunch of organizations in varying sizes improve their profitability by getting in there, designing, implementing performance management initiatives, uh, different comprehensive training evaluations, and she has received received numerous honors uh, for all of this work she's done over the past uh, 30 years. Uh, Cindy has also uh, made multiple presentations at both local and national levels, and recently she presented at the ASTD International Conference in May of this year. Uh, Cindy's Ph.D., because I keep calling her Dr. Cindy, and you're all like, what is she a doctor of? Well, she is her Ph.D. in leadership, administration, and policy and education and human resources. So when I tell you the depth that Cindy has and the expertise um, over her career is just mind-blowing and just such a great resource uh, for you guys out there. And when cindy isn 't working uh, very hard, she could you could find her on the golf course, and believe it or not, she has given many a man a run for their money she 's that great of a golfer as well now, before I introduce Cindy, I just have to share how I met her uh, thirteen years ago, and every time I think about and i 'll ask Cindy this when she gets on thirteen years, it feels like a blink. Um, when she started or, or helped me when I first started out in my business 13 years ago. We have a mutual friend named Sandy, and uh, I decided to have my own consulting firm. And she, Sandy said, oh, you have to talk to my friend Cindy. And Cindy was kind enough to meet me, and we sat. We met for lunch, but we sat for I don't even know how many hours, and we just really connected and got got along on, on so many levels. Fundamentally, it was funny. Um, we similar personalities but fundamentally on the business side our philosophies were in such sync that it was a little spooky um actually it was like almost we were destined to meet uh so anyway over over my 20 years i wasn't afraid of getting out there and doing what i do and developing the material and teaching because that's what i did you know sales business development yeah that's what i did now I was responsible all of a sudden for developing proposals and pricing and making it look real pretty and together. I had a marketing department before this. Well, now I was, me, myself, and I was the marketing department. So I was a little freaked out and really nervous because here I had such a great reputation. Anyone who knew me had worked with me. Now I'm going out on my own. You want to make sure you come out with home runs so that marketing piece of it, the, the, the whole behind the scenes of a, a consulting firm was truly new to me um, and Cindy was really my shining light. She was awesome and she was able to guide me through everything I needed to know. Uh, to date, Cindy and I actually have been fortunate enough to work on projects together for mutual clients. Also, we refer each other um, to clients as well because that philosophy and where the sales we take where the sales ends or that culture piece, the next piece of the culture. Again, we're going to talk more about this, but is that leadership, that management piece, that coaching piece to make sure that all of the stuff we just taught sticks. And that's why Cindy and I have this great yin yang. We are the dynamic duo. We do not wear tights, nor do we wear capes. Um, so that's a little bit about Cindy and I and how we met. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to bring Cindy on, and we're going to start chatting about those six steps that I broke out before. Um, so, Cindy, are you there?
2: Connie, I'm here, and I am so Yay. delighted to be with you today. And thank you for all those nice things you said about me. But I am not ready to go on the, the, the tour yet for golf. All right. But, uh, <laughs> Come on, you're close. Uh, um, I can hold my own, but I don't think I'm going to go out on a tour anytime real soon.
1: You're too much. You're too much. Oh, I won't even get on the golf course with you yeah. because that will just be t- tremendous humiliation for me.
2: That's um, a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I know it's good fresh air, walking around, right? It's all good Absolutely. for uh, the psyche, for the in- for the internal psyche.
2: Absolutely. Now, I've ha-
1: I got to make you laugh, and I'm going to share a story.
2: Uh-oh. When we Uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> the gloves are off. Right. Yeah, you, okay. We, this, no, this is equally, equally, in a way, I think it's complimentary. So, well, let's see, let's see.
2: Okay, we'll it's see. It's got to
1: be, it's got to be four or five years ago. So, again, first, we met 13 years ago. doesn't seem that long.
2: Not at all.
1: Ridiculous, right? We,
2: we must have been about 10 years old then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I
1: think we were.
2: I know. Anyway, it had
1: to be four or five years ago. And we were asked by a mutual client, you were doing all of the management, leadership, the performance appraisal, I was doing all the sales service stuff. And they Mm -hmm. asked us to partner and develop a specifically their coaching program, very customized, and they wanted both of us to deliver the class from the different perspective on the sales, but then you have also the performance stuff. And do you remember the class that we had all the regionals, and we we did the training, and then they came back for another session. And they were gonna we put oh, we paired them up.
2: You yes. know we're am going. We I paired do.
1: them up to teach back to us how <gasps> yes. they were going to go back, communicate, support their team, and they had to do the teach back. And do you remember what they did?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did us to a T. It was it was really it was actually really frightening because you, I mean I guess you don't. You don't see a lot of your own idiosyncrasies. You don't see a lot of your hand movements and a lot of your gestures, and they nailed us spot on.
0: And Funny. actually,
2: I it was hysterical. But I mean, it was in some ways it was kind of a compliment. I guess That's Maybe what it's I backhanded think. A compliment. Oh, I remember it well.
1: Yes, and and I for those that don't know what we look like, obviously, because we're on the radio, right? They know they know I'm 5'11 because I've discussed that before. So I'm 5'11 uh, brunette. You're 5'10, right?
2: I'm
1: 5'10". Five, five, and ten, I think I'm blonde. blonde. <laughs> yes. And the regional that imitated me was a brunette, male, by the way. Right. And the regional that it was male and he was blonde that in, in, uh, imitated you, they really did do a nice job.
2: Oh, perfect.
1: We perfect. laughed. And and that is is kind of a nice place for us to start because we laughed so hard, but they learned so much to bring back to their team as well. And when we talk, you know, about coaching, which is what that topic happened to be, when you're having fun, people are learning, right?
2: Absolutely. People are yeah. engaged. I mean, learning needs to be fun. Yes. Um, and and, 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 pe- and it will stick with people because they'll relate to that story yep. of when someone, you know, imitated Cindy and Connie. But, you know, we were talking about blah, blah, blah that day. Yep. They'll connect the dots back to what we what we were doing. So, yeah, it's got to be fun.
1: Yeah, if if it's not fun, people aren't engaged, people are sleeping, they're not learning, it's a no, waste. It's so, a we definitely waste. we definitely bring humor <laughs> to the classroom, I think, Absolutely. right? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Now, before we start our discussion today about the culture development and those, those steps that I mentioned earlier. I want to just take, we're, we're going to take a brief, brief pause, um, and then we'll come back and really jump in and, and drill down to some of these concepts. And I think, and I, I think you'll agree with this, that the folks listening, when we go through this and we chat and use some of the examples of our clients, they're going to be shocked at how much goes into developing a culture and at the same time, how important all of these things that we're going to discuss today um, really do impact that change uh, sticking. Um, and I really do hope they have their notepads out. So let's hold for Oh, yeah, and for, it's going to be fun. And it's <laughs> going to be always. Come on, the two of us, it's got to be fun. And it's going to be fun. All right, so let's hold for, let's just stop for one brief second, okay? Great, thanks. Okay.
0: A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com.
1: All righty, we are back. I am on today with my good friend, Cindy Rowan, um, and we're going to talk about uh, culture change and sustaining that change and what are are all those moving parts that go into that. So, Cindy, let's start and and kick off by talking about that first step that I did in the introduction when we talk about the vision um, when we're looking for that change. So share with me, when you go into a client, okay, And, and the first thing we do, right, when we sit with them is we say, all right, let's understand. So just share what that vision component is so everybody understands that um, oh, more sure. completely.
2: Sure. And I'm sure you'd agree, Connie. I mean, we get a lot of calls from clients. We go in and meet with a lot of clients. And the first thing is they usually call us and say, we want training. <laughs> you know, our people need training for sales, customer service, leadership development, management, whatever it might be. And we say, okay, you probably do, but let's really figure out what it is that you want to do Um, because people need to, you know, we kind of need to back up a little bit, that we want to make sure that if we're going to do training, that training really is on target um, for what's needed. So the conversation usually starts back with this whole visioning piece. That's kind of the first step whether you're changing your culture to be more engaged with your sales process or starting a sales culture or looking at your customer service uh, initiatives mm-hmm. to see if you, know, you want to do something better there or you, know, you just want to start all over or mm-hmm. you want to really take a different direction in developing your, your managers. Whatever it is, you're talking about change. So the vision piece is really looking at where do I want to go? You know, what is it that you want to change? What What's to do different? Uh, and that is really, you know, taking some conversation and starting with the end in mind. Uh, you know, when this is all done, whatever this is, you know, whether it be training or some other kind of initiatives, when it's all done, what's it going to look like?
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I it's, it's so important. And oftentimes I think when we go in with that client and they're, you're exactly right, they say, okay, we need training. Yep. And we go, Okay. Have you thought about? And when you mm-hmm. start asking those questions, sometimes they do have an answer. It right. might not be defined because they didn't think about it enough. But that's yeah. why they know their business, like you and I know our business. Right. And that's why that that starting at the end, almost, right, um, to define they have an idea, we have to make sure that they, that idea becomes very, very clear so right. that that path becomes clear. And you you and I, you know, I know you've heard me say it several times when we're in training, you know, we have the markers for the flip charts and the whiteboards, and I always say, yes, this is my magic wand. I don't just hit <laughs> you on the head and go, poof, change has happened, you know. Yeah. So when we meet with these clients and they go, yeah, 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 we want more customer service, or yeah, 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 we need our managers to lead better, and Mm -hmm. what does that mean? So I think they need us in establishing that vision. So people that are listening, if they're like, what are they talking about, Mm -hmm. they're key questions that really we do ask to help gain that clarity for the the people who are overseeing this this change or, or this culture change, whatever it might be, right?
2: Oh yeah, and I think you know to, to to really make it real simple, visioning is asking the question why. Yes. Why, why do you want training? Why do you want something different? And that's going to tell you what the end product is going to look like. Absolutely. So it's really it's it's really pretty simple. And you know then from there you kind of frame out well you know what what's the mission? What what is it that we really want to accomplish? Kind of setting that that big goal and and setting some, you know, uh, standards to say, well, this is what it's going to look like um, when it's done. And, you know, kind of look at how are people going to act and how are things going to work. You know, if we're going to make it real simple, that's the way we go with it. You know, we do a lot with customer service. So, you know, that might be a really good example is, um, you know, if somebody says, well, we need customer service training. Well, great, okay, so tell me what has prompted that. Why do you think, you know, you need customer service training? And having that conversation is now creating that vision of this is where we want to go. This is where we want to be. We're not really sure where we are, so forget about that, but this is where we want to go and what it's going to look like. And when we get there, things are going to operate a certain way and people are going to act a certain way because you know, we all know with customer service you can have people that are really great and friendly, but if your procedures really aren't customer friendly or they take a long time or they're they're inadequate, that's not good service. Even if you have really good operational procedures, but you have people that maybe aren't as friendly consistently like you yeah. might like them to be, it's got to be both pieces. So yeah. that's the whole visioning piece. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, the why.
1: And, and Why we should do it? What
2: it's going to look like?
1: Absolutely, and and the visioning piece. Everybody. You know, I think they think, yeah, 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 we'll get to that. No, 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 no. You need to do it right out of the gate because the clearer, and and it gets defined as we go through. Mm -hmm. It's not like they have to have all the answers right out of the Mm -hmm. gate. That's part of this whole evolution of the process, you know, all of the pulling the pieces together. The clearer, though, that we start out with them thinking about it and thinking about the skill level, their locations, a whole bunch of things go into that. Mm -hmm. That vision has to be so clear because ultimately that's what's communicated to the people executing, the people on the front line or the people in the back offices, right? Absolutely. if, if, If I don't understand what the vision is, how can I clearly tell my people what I want them to do? So such foundationally critical, critical, and I think oftentimes companies, people, managers, whatever, skip that and go, well, I need training. You have to come and teach my managers how to lead you have to come in and teach what my people don't know what customer service is yeah Mm -hmm. there's so much more than that um so i think i find oftentimes that that piece is missing and then when you mention it i I think clients go oh yeah 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 oh that makes sense oh i'm so glad you know you're here that kind of thing right
2: and even when you're going to have you know, even if training is part of the whole process, people need to understand how does that tie to the big picture sure. or what we're trying to accomplish. It's just not sure. me sitting here learning something. How does this contribute to the company? And it's really getting people engaged in, and making them feel a part of things. So that whole vision is, you know, that's kind of the 50,000 feet up, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It really no. doesn't have to be. But it's such a critical step to lay the foundation for any change that you're, you're going to make. So I think that's a, a, a real critical piece for, for folks to think about. So, you know, again, if, if somebody says, I need training, you know, what's, why? Why do you need it? Why do you need the change and what's it going to look like yeah, um, when you get there?
1: And, and start at the end. I, I know I get yep. chuckles when I always say, all right, so now we're going to fast forward. We're at the end. What does that look like to you? And people, they stop and they look and they go, huh? <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah, we're going to start at the end and then backtrack, because that's yep. how you really figure out where the disconnect lies and where the real change needs to occur, right? So, yep, I, that Yeah, that's such an important step. All right, now, after that, let's talk about uh, the second step, right, after mm-hmm. we've kind of zoomed out, looked at that right. vision, asked the why, start to get that clarity, start to define what our people are going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the gap, I think, becomes... Through the assessment, we have the vision. Then we really, I, I think you and I both philosophically do this, meet the employee so that we could see the skill level to start the assessment. Now, I know you have done a lot with developing, um, you know, 360 feedback and various assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about why that assessment becomes just critical in defining really and understanding what that gap looks like because that's where the change is going to occur
2: oh absolutely and that's where you're going to target if you're going to be doing any training or any kind of um you know develop initiatives to get your people where you want them to be you know you've got to take a snapshot in time of where are your people you know, where are they? So let's go back to that, that customer service analogy again. You know, this is what we want it to look like at the end, that, you know, everybody is consistently uh, interacting with customers a certain way. They're treating their internal customers, which people forget about. It's not uh, yes. just the people that come in the door, their yep. coworkers and their colleagues and other departments, their internal customers. Um, you know, this is what it's gonna look like. So now we have to figure out, all right, where are people now? where are people now in relation to where you want to be type of thing. You know, and I I, I use the doctor analogy a lot, you know, is that, you know, you go to the doctor and it's kind of like, you know, I want to be healthy, but, well, I can't get you healthy until I know where you are right now, that we've got to kind of do some assessments, if you will, to find out where you are. And it doesn't have to be that complex at all. Um, We just really need to do some observation You know, with customer service, I always use that example because I think people can relate to that in their business is, you know, you maybe do some mystery shopping um, to see how people are performing against what you expect Mm -hmm. um, that you've created that vision. Or, you know, maybe you sit down and, and have a group of people that you bring in and you ask them some questions about, you know, how they handle certain situations. Uh, with customers. Um, but the thing is, you, you always want to take a snapshot of where your people are in relation to where you want to go, because what you're looking for is to identify the gap. What's missing?
1: Right.
2: And once you identify what's missing, then we can start to talk about training and all types of other things that are going to address the gap, exactly. because that's what training does. It's the how-to's to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And, you know, I say training, and, you know, we're in that business, but you and I both know, Connie, training isn't always the answer, and we've said that to clients. You know, it might be you need to look at how your people are being managed. It could be a management issue. It could be a time management issue um, that people, you know, they're not delegated – or work isn't being delegated properly to them. It may be some job redesign or something like that. So training isn't always the answer. What's going to address that gap Uh, with training being one of the options? But now you've got a lot of things you can look at uh, as it relates to addressing that gap and I'm sure you know you've seen the same thing right Connie I mean you go in you take a look and people want to always start and, and that's when what happens a lot of times it gets really generic if people do training because you're addressing what you think are the needs but you really haven't identified what they are.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, I have a a recent client last year that I signed, and I found out later, because I never ask who's my competition, don't care, I come Mm -hmm. in, if I'm the right vendor for whatever you're looking to achieve, so be it, and if I'm not, Mm -hmm. then that's okay, because we're just both going to end up with headaches at the end of the day, and it doesn't become a good experience. But they had interviewed a very, very conservative company, and they had interviewed and looked at like 15 vendors, narrowed Hmm. it down to three. And this was the interesting piece. When I came in, uh, the other ones apparently came in with their – PowerPoint, I couldn't think of the word for a second, their PowerPoint slideshow of this is what I can do for you, blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. And then I came in and I happened to be the third vendor. Again, I didn't know this at the time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, do you need to plug in your laptop? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know I was supposed to do a PowerPoint. Yeah. You know, pen, know where right? know you going with so, that, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my response to them was like, well, wait a minute. I I have a great idea of what you're trying to achieve, but I have – a lot more questions now that we have the whole team of people Mm -hmm. who are looking at changing this culture and defining this culture. There were six of us in the room, and I said, together... I need to understand, because do you want me to do A to Z? I certainly can do that. But what if you only need L, M, and N? And I sit here and I could do A and I could do B. I go, you're going to be bored by the time I get to L, right. M, and N, which is what you, what you need. So that I find that a lot of vendors skip this and go in and say, well, here's my program, it's proven, and this is it. Where I go in, and I know you do this as well, that assessment gears us to say, well, here's my core idea of my proprietary material or whatever. But with everything I've learned after meeting you, your people, uh, reading the mystery shops, looking at surveys customers have done, whatever it might be, this is how I think we need to incorporate your policies, your forms that already exist. Let's not reinvent them yet because change is that. And we start to customize and build on what they've already done versus, oh, no, no, that's got to go. We have right. to do what mine is. It's not my culture. It's their culture.
2: That's right. I mean, that's such a great point. And, you know, a lot of um, – organizations and companies that work with, you know, outside vendors, you know, it, they, they expect you to come in and do a presentation, and you're absolutely right. I've found myself in that same position, and it's like, no, I'm really here to understand your needs. Mm-hmm. It's not what I've got. Right. It's what you need, because when you go in with, this is what I got, well, that might be something completely different. Um, yeah. Then you're just a solution in search of a problem. Yes. So uh, that's a great point, great point, Connie.
1: And you want to hear the funniest thing with that? Every time I've left a meeting where they were expecting me to put on this big slideshow and tell them what I could do for them, Mm -hmm. every time I've come in and went, well, no, we need (laughs) to do this first. And in sales, the first thing you do when you sit with the client, it's not – vomit or regurgitate solutions at them. I don't even know who you are. I need to sit back and understand you, and then I can say, ah, I have the perfect solution for whatever it might be. That's my job to build the relationship. So I approach my business, whether it's a one-on-one, you know, when I was selling investments with a client or now with, you know, CEOs of corporations, I have to understand before I can even provide an idea of what to do. And, oh, by the way, I'm not perfect. Hey, let's, make, let's take the best of me, the best of you, and pull that together. And you I think it. that's where you and I are real similar, and I think that's the strength. And when I've gone in and just been me, that's me, c- the client is like, where have you been? We needed you years ago. <laughs> and then, Right? It, don't you find right. that to be the case? Um, I just want to uh, stop here, Sen, for one yeah, quick let's, second. And okay, I wanna sounds just, good. And I just want to uh, share with everybody if what Cindy and I are talking about, if this is sounding familiar to my managers out there or, um, you know, CEOs or owners of, of businesses, you know what, I'm going to give Cindy's information um, at the end, all of her contact information. So the two of us, you know, really, we, we really are a great partnership. But if you have those leadership management um, questions, uh, Cindy is, is the person. Uh, But if you have, as I'm going through and Cindy's going through and we're sharing these little stories with you, please, please email me and share your stories. I love hearing from you. I love hearing successes. I love hearing frustrations um, because we all have them, and I want to be part of that catalyst of change or that ability to take the angst out of the equation. So email me your thoughts, your comments, your stories at Connie at Associates. And each week that you spend with me, I really hope that you're starting to get to know me, get my vibe, feel my passion, a little bit of my insanity, which I think is a good thing. And as I go through all these different topics, I, I hope, number one, you find them valuable, certainly, but I hope that you're constantly go back And think about what my guests and myself are talking about because I want you to push yourself to continuously and constantly learn and expose to these new ideas or better ways or having a conversation with myself or my guests to say, hey, this is my situation, you know, what do you think? And we could start to put those uh, programs in place. And I'll share with you, I know I'm already dealing with clients who are doing changes on core computer systems, and that's where their dollars are being spent in the next year, um, you know, year and a half even, so that we're talking about once this is in place, then utilizing that technology to improve sales service, whatever it is with the client conversation, we're looking at, you know, 2016. So don't think that if you call Cindy or myself or any of my guests that we're going to be, oh, no, we need to do this right away. Sometimes there's a planning piece to it that becomes so important and that it's not just snap our fingers, wave our little magic markers um, to make things happen. Change takes time. Um, You have to be patient, but you have to be willing to listen to the experts that are guiding you. So I hope you gain all those things from not only myself but the guests I have. And, again, if you need help, of course, want to share a story, uh, want to share your ideas, please either call me at 732-888-1420. Again, 732-888-1420 or email me at connie at com. Again, connie at com. I really do hope you utilize me as a resource and help me help you uh, change and get to that next level. We we can do this, and it's not as, as hard, I think, often as we think, okay? So we're here, and I know I'll give you Cindy's information, and, Cindy, I think you feel the same way about what I just said, right, about learning?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm always happy to help people, and... You know, it, it just gets very exciting and energizing um, to see what gotcha. people want to do and where they want to go. And the whole thing is we want people to succeed. So, So, totally. um, you know, I think with consultants, if people work with them, I mean, uh, and I know we've talked about this a number of times, right, Connie, that, you know, we get paid um, for what we come in and do, but we're not there. We're there to make a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, I think uh, it's exciting when something changes um that people Absolutely. want to see and it, it, it's just that's the pump that's, that's the pump the in this pump. business for us
1: yeah and and it's funny um you and i both do coaching uh mm-hmm. f- frequently because it's such a needed skill and i know when i go out and i do field coaching with some of my clients and you see them using your words and building yes. on the strengths of the yes. employee, and at the end, they they sit there with such eagerness to learn, and they go, all right, I'm ready, lay it on me, what did I do wrong? And I <laughs> yep. always look at, right, we always start mm-hmm. with that that's human nature, what did I do wrong? And I know you do this as well, we always say, well, whoa, 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 I want first, I want you to tell me three great things that you just did, and by the way, I have like six or seven, so you should easily become, you know, come up with three, and you see them, proud and they sit yep. up a little straighter and the light bulb going on, that yeah. eagerness to learn and change. People want to do a good job Absolutely. and I think for you and I seeing that, that result and that thanks mm-hmm. and that just awe that they feel the change is the biggest reward that we could ever, ever get. Oh, for sure.
2: I mean, change happens one person at a time. Absolutely. you know, organizations don't change, people do. And, you know, like you said, you see the light bulbs go off with one and then it's another, and people start to see that um, change going in a positive direction, and everybody wants to get involved. So, you know, it's really, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the visioning and identifying some of those gaps, now comes the real exciting fun part is putting the whole plan together, building that plan to execute what we want to do. And I think, you know, at that this place now we've we've got the big picture. We've identified you know what wh- where the gaps are, what we're going to do. Now we need to to start looking at setting up how we're going to address that. You know, what are going to be some of the strategies we're going to use? Is it going to be training? Is it going to be uh, reorganizing people? Is it going to be um, you know special assignments? What is it that's going to fix that gap um, there? And we're going to create some milestones. How are we going to know? what's working, what's not working, because this is a work in progress.
1: uh, We always say, right, put the temperature in and
2: get
1: temperature gauges throughout, right? They're good visuals.
2: Yep. We're going to be some, you know, success indicators. How are we going to know um, if things are are going in the right direction? So now we're going to lay out this whole plan, and I think the biggest deal breaker in this whole thing, I mean, even if you do all the right stuff up to here, is you have to have the buy-in. And you gotta have the buy-in from the top. Yep. Um, you know, if you're gonna make any kind of change, you know, people have to support this. A lot of times, you know, and I, and I you know, I've spent time in human resources, so I, I know when I say this, a lot of people want to start that change, and it becomes a human resources program. <laughs> it doesn't become a change for the organization. So. You know, you've got to get this buy-in at all levels. Otherwise, somewhere it's going to rear its ugly head. It's just going to stop, or somebody's going to say, "Well, why are we doing this?" Because you didn't get everybody on board right out of the chute.
1: And I have to share a story. It's a shout-out to one of my my uh, one of my just great clients. They're just so respectful and kind. To me, and you, you, you really, I know I and I know you, um, we feel very blessed when we have clients that truly partner with us. Uh, Columbia Bank up in North uh, Jersey, uh, when we put the original plan together last year, again, we've gone through all of the steps that we've talked to so far. And mm-hmm. the CEO, Tom, said, you know what? Everyone's going through the training, including mm-hmm. me. Yep. So we did this intro uh, to define the vision, we defined what the standards were. We started to lay out some foundational sales stuff. Then we explored, and we I taught them about um, you know telephone and building that relationship, using notes with clients to refer back to, so we could do a better job. And then of course the coaching component, and he, the executive team, back office executives, and then as well as all of their front end folks came through. And it was so much fun because the executives were mixed in with their mm-hmm. um, senior tellers, their super teller supervisors, their CSRs and you know, Tom in a couple of instances were partnered with managers and at the end of it, you know, we were we were concerned at first saying, Oh, are people gonna get comfortable enough to learn? You know, what's right. that gonna feel like? And when you're in that learning environment and your executive team buys in and can act silly with the exercises and do them – Everybody forgot, oh, that's the COO, that's the CEO. And it was just, hey, Tom's my partner. We want to win because people are right. competitive, right?
2: Yep, yeah, um,
1: It really was. Columbia, Columbia Bank just did an awesome job, and it really starts with that CEO. So oh, yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent. You can't mm-hmm. change at the lower levels. It has to start at the top because that's how it's reinforced. And the language becomes... Yep the same, and when, you know, you say um, uh, culture change, everybody could define what that is. If I That's went right. in and said to them, um, your standards of, your customer's standards of excellence, they could go through all, you mm-hmm. know, 10 of them. Uh, and right. everybody in the organization from Tom down knows, and that that is dynamic to see yeah. and to be part of, yeah.
2: Oh, definitely. And, you know, I mean, then, you know, I mean, you, you have this whole plan, and, you know, really spending a lot of time because you know, and you're the one that always says it, Connie, about, you know, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. Oh. Um which I know you, you you coined from someone else, but it's all okay. Yes. Um <laughs> But the thing is, you know, now how do we lift this off the paper, which is like my favorite term okay. that I probably borrowed from somebody else too. But I love you know, that. how how do you lift this off the paper? How do you now take this plan? and get people on board, and get them to understand it. And, of course, it's all about communication. It's all, you know, communicating what it is and why we're doing it, not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. We want our organization to grow. We want to do a better job at blah, blah. We want to, you know, expand our customer base. We want to excel and be the leader in whatever it might be. Whatever that is, that's, you know, communicating the big picture And really drilling down then to how does that impact me in my job? You know, I always tell the story about the person that answers the phone, you know, in an organization. And, you know, I call one morning and it's this huge organization and I get this, hello? Yeah. You know, well, yeah, they answered the phone. They did the job. But is that the expectation for how I want you to answer the phone? So it's really telling people, you know, uh, what the expectations are, but also what's in it for them um, as well. It's kind of that living the vision, yeah, lifting it off the paper and living, breathing, and like you said, the language, having that common language. Um, in the organization is really yeah. really important.
1: Yeah, and see, I, I remember one one uh, client that again we, we were mutually working on in this coaching, and we were in the classroom together teaching, and of course we developed a coaching form because it was no it's nothing more than notes. We just organized it for them right. because they were learning this new skill, right? And do you remember, it was class after class, and I want to learn the form.
2: Right, it was all about the form.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it was all about the form. And Cindy, Mm -hmm. whatever part of the module that we were doing, it was Cindy's, she was on the floor. And (laughs) Cindy looked at me, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. (laughs) And she took the form and ripped it and it. Threw it in the air and said, "I don't care about the form. I care about how you take the information off the form, form it, make it live and breathe, and what yeah. is the person going to learn." And they all sat there and they go, "Okay, okay, we don't care about the form anymore." <laughs> right. See, what well, the, yeah. the method. I, I remember that because
2: the thing is, a lot of people think that process drives change. Correct. And the, it's, it wasn't the form; that was a process. What drives change is the behavior.
1: Exactly.
2: So however you want to keep your notes, which is form, is fine. We were just trying to give you structure. Right. And I think people just got so carried away what should be in what section.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
2: but that's not the point. We get so caught up in that minutia a lot of times in organizations yes. that um, we can't get off of it because we're so worried about doing something that fits into a box. as opposed to communicating with people. So that whole communicating with folks, the vision, and why we're making this change, and what your role is going to be in it. And now, if we get to that place, we say that training is part of it. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to give you some tools, yeah, uh, which is the training to help you.
1: Yes. Let's start because that's great. This is a great point. We're transitioning into that whole training and development. Um, And I hope everybody is gathering from our conversation. Uh, We've gone through four steps of the six. And now we're just going to start talking about that training and development. And before we go there, let's take another brief break, and then we'll come back and and really explain how exactly what you said, making it become a living and breathing, and what the expectation is of the person, and how do they fit into all of this change because fear uh, debilitates people from moving on. So we have to take that fear out by just explaining, hey, it's as simple as, and that, that's part of that training. So let's take a brief break. Sounds and good. Then we'll come back. All right. Thanks.
0: It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried-and-true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game.
1: All right. We are back. Cindy Rowan is on with me, and we're talking about... developing and, and sustaining change within our organization, culture change within the organization. And we've talked about four steps so far, the visioning, zooming out, the big picture. Second step was identifying the gaps through assessment. Third, building that plan. What does that look like? What are milestones, success, success indicators? We just uh, finished before our, our brief break about communicating the vision and eliminating that the form part of it and what is the expectation of what we need people to do and now, Cindy we get to um, you were that group it was a great transition um, talking about now how do we teach them what we want them to do what are those tools what are those how to's and that's part of that training and development so go, go ahead I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, so continue. Oh, no, 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 no. Um,
2: no, not at all. Well yeah, so now we've spent all this time training and development. Um and and here is where I think people need to, to be really cautious as well because people spend a lot of time and energy into training the event itself.
1: Yeah. Check off the um, box.
2: Yeah, check off the box, we did the training. And, you know, just to throw out some uh, statistics that, you know, ASTD um, uh, did a study, and they found out that a lot of people spend about 85% on the training event itself and only about 5% uh, before training and 10% follow-up after training. And so what am I saying? We're not saying that training isn't important the event itself, but that cannot be the focal point. But in order for it to stick, to have some sustainability, um, think about how much money organizations put into training, yep. that it can't just be an event, like you said, check off the box, we did it, what happens as a result of doing it? If you want change, the training isn't in and of itself isn't going to do it. So it needs to somewhat look like what you put in about 26% before training, about 50% um, after training, and about 24% is the event itself.
1: Yeah. And so here's when the you reality. get to that
2: training, yeah, isn't that isn't well, that amazing?
1: Well, it is. That that is truly interesting statistics. And but uh, see, I'm not surprised because when you go think about if you know we've gone through training classes as well. But after mm-hmm. a person leaves that training event for the day, two days, whatever it might be, okay. Mm-hmm. Two days or three days later, whatever they learned, they're only retaining about twenty yeah, percent of what they I learned. Know. Yeah. So if nobody's going back to say, Hey, let's talk about the other eighty percent because we taught yeah. you it, it's over time that you yeah. explore and continue to roll back and and bring out that, that other eighty percent that most people don't remember. Right. Yeah, like, that's, it's that's just a very cool uh,
2: it's amazing. But so the thing, I mean, when you when you are going to now roll out this training, so think about what are you going to do before, so that people know why they're coming to training. But also, mm-hmm. what are you going to do with your managers um, and folks that are going to be sending people to training? What do they need to prep their people on? What do they need to know? Do they need to go through it? Do they need to understand? What, you know, what their people are going to get in training? Are they going to go with them? You know, and having some conversations about you know how will that fit all together. But people should never come to training and not know why they're there.
1: Yeah, I I want to share a story. It happened recently. I have a client, and we did very very advanced sales. They identified. Um, in each of the regions, their top three people. So this was really specialized. They were offered this training. They brought me in to spend this money because these folks were just so good. They would learn. They were like sponges. And they Mm thought, let's reward them and keep challenging them, right, or high performers. Let's continue Mm -hmm. to grow them and coach them. And they came to class, and one of the young ladies said to me, Well, you know, it's like, okay, you're doing a great job, but you're not doing good enough, so you need to go training with Connie so she can teach you how to get better. And I looked at her, and I said... Did you read the email that was sent and why you were chosen? So of course I went back and and you know you guys kudos to you. You're here because and you know this is a reward. It costs money to bring me in and they're they're spending money on you. Blah blah blah. And I looked at her and when I looked at the email, the email was beautifully written. Why the, these people were chosen. Yet this person, for whatever reason, was in her own bad place. The perception of that email was, you're good, but you're not good enough. So here we think we are, and and I'm just cautioning people because we think we're being so clear, right? This was a reward to spend time with me. How lucky were they? (laughs) (laughs) But here's this reward. And this young lady just being mentally in a bad place, again, something personal must have been going on that perception right. was a negative so it, so many things go into people's heads yeah. that this sustainability and these success that all these things we're talking about it right. needs to be clear what we're crystal trying to clear. do crystal clear yes crystal yes. clear
2: and you know if i could just say you know the easiest thing you can do when you get to this place is just come up with a list before during and after sure. and what what should managers be doing What should be people that are going to be involved in um, delivering or facilitating training? You know, if you've got people on the inside doing this. And what about participants? So, before, during, and after, what should each of those three uh, folks be focused on? And I think that's going to uh, alleviate some of the disaster stories like sure. you just told.
1: Yeah, um, right. And it's
2: also because, you know, it, it's all about making it stick starts right up front before people even walk into a training class or they go online to take training. Um, whatever. However, however, plat, you know, whatever platform you use to sure. um, deliver training, that needs to be really, really Really, really, really clear. Um, and it's and the other thing too is that if this is something new that you're introducing, you know, really getting people to understand there's a learning curve. You know, Connie, kind of, we've experienced that, right? With managers, they think they come sure. to training and they come back and boom, they're ready to rock and roll. They've got it all, and they need to not. be coached and they need to be nurtured. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not that good.
1: <laughs> exactly. We're really not
2: that good. The magic, what is it? The magic, magic margar? The pixie dust. <laughs> The pixie dust. Well, you <laughs> yeah. went to training. Why aren't you doing it? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's um, everybody has a learning curve. So remember, what people are coming to training, it should be something new. Uh, either they're learning a new
1: skill yeah, or a new behavior. Yeah, hopefully that's why we're bringing them in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is not we're talking about something that you already know that would defeat the whole purpose. But exactly. I think that that component is so critical because I hear so many times that, you know, training is an expense. Training is an investment. Training is only an expense when it doesn't work. Totally. And you know, let's let's get rid of that expense. Let's call it an investment in your people that are going to deliver this change to you know your customers internally, externally. Whether it be in developing people through management, whatever it is, um, is that it's an investment to make the change, not an expense because it didn't work.
1: Absolutely, and in order to do that, that brings us to the last step in our last six minutes together, but that last step, sustainability, mm-hmm. including those accountability measures, the coaching mm-hmm. and feedback, which I think we kind of hit on throughout the, the, the discussion. Um, but do, just kind of um, in, in a, a couple of minutes, talk about that sustainability um, and what that includes and what it looks like and feels like again.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the step does not end at training and development. All right, we did the visioning, we did the gaps, we did the plan, we communicated. Now we send people to training, boom, they're going to come back, done deal. It's ongoing. You want to sustain change. So you've got to plug things in there. We talked about that accountability word. I know in business everybody talks about it, but sometimes they feel like it's the weather. Everybody talks about it, but nobody does it. You can do anything. feel they can do anything about it, and yeah. you can. I mean, I think they're... There have to be rewards um, that you showcase best practices, rewards you know if it 's some type of um, incentives, uh, depending upon what the change might be. but you know the flip side is the consequences and um, you know I hate to go to a negative place, but the thing is, if you have decided that you 're going to make a change in your organization, this is essential to your business you 've given people the tools you 've given people the coaching and support, and it 's something that they either can 't do or are unwilling to do then there has to be some consequences. There has to be that maybe that person doesn't fit uh, into the culture that you want to create. Uh, Maybe they are in the wrong job. Maybe they need to be, if they're a good employee, maybe they need to be in another aspect of your organization. But there has to be an accountability. Uh, Otherwise, once again, we've just lost everything we've done, especially with training. The coaching and feedback, um, you know, cannot emphasize that enough. That that's got to be ongoing, and not just because of the training. It's got to go much bigger, tied to something with your performance management, with your performance evaluation, that people Absolutely. are being held accountable. Yep. You know, on a larger scale. For their efforts related to whatever the change is, and I keep saying sales, customer service, or leadership, but you know there 's many other things oh, out there yeah, that needs course. to be part of your performance review process it 's got to all tie together the big picture like a big bow, and then those ongoing um resources for people, um, you know, what are some of your best practices with whatever the culture of changes, what worked for some people over here, what didn't work, getting people back together and talking about kind of checkpoints um, along the way and, and constantly evaluating, you know, it's, it's kind of like going back to the doctor every year to have that checkup, to have that physical. How are we doing? What's working, what's not working? How do we get back on course? Um, because a lot of times people... Uh, and organizations get off course with culture change because things get in the way. Maybe there's new regulations they've got to drop and yeah. take care of, or there's a new system coming in they've got to implement. System, but you sure. got to get back to it. you got to get sure. back to it. What derailed you but keeping on course? So, you know, that sustainability piece, it, it, it has to um, be perpetuated. It has to be uh, nurtured and developed. And that all needs to be part of the plan is how are we going to do that? So, you know, I think if people lay out these, you know, six steps, um, think about um, what goes in there, think of some real simple ways to do it because it doesn't have to be hard um, because a lot of people, I think, don't do it because they think it's so complex.
1: Yeah, and um, it's funny because you, you talk about rewards and, and the consequences, but the rewards mm-hmm. piece, everybody thinks, "Up, oh, costs more money. Right. Not necessarily. No. I've had clients, through their marketing department, um, start newsletters, Mm -hmm. success newsletters, and share when people volunteer, do Habitat for Humanity, have Mm -hmm. pictures, have them having fun giving back to the community and highlight that. It's not always about, I made a sale, you know, it's about I'm a better person, and Mm -hmm. I care about my clients, and I care about my community, and the company I work for cares about. Highlight that. People Mm -hmm. love to hear success stories and see success stories, and people are competitive. I want to be in that, I want to be next month's newsletter, you know, star newsletter, and I'm highlighted. So sometimes the rewards doesn't, and I'm obviously my forte is sales, so usually there's some type of um, commission or or bonuses involved, but we constantly have, um, and I make them put into, I make them, part of the infrastructural changes are those rewards that don't cost a penny, you know, Uh, a lunch on a Friday once a month for you know whoever exceeded goal by the biggest amount you know it doesn't have to be a big deal it's just letting people know i'm watching but i'm watching not to gotcha i'm watching so that i can show you off on all the great things you're doing because other people want to be highlighted too and and you know Everybody wants the pat on the back. That's the number one thing I think employees look at when surveyed. Oh, that yes. attaboy's, you know, from their from the higher ups. Yep.
2: Feeling appreciated and feeling recognized, and and I think people uh, want to be part of change. So as much as you can bring people into this process, people will will um, support what they help build. I, you know, I so use the people on the front lines uh, as you build your model. Um, and, and one, one last thing I just want to say before this, because I know we've got to wrap it up soon, yes. is that people don't change from being told. People change from being committed and being led. And Absolutely. I think that's powerful stuff um, as you go through the process to get to the change that, that you want to make.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and there has to be buy-in from Mm -hmm. all levels, and people have to understand where they fit in. I think that we don't share enough about what I expect from you and why that, again, that whole vision piece. um, Once people understand and understand where they fit in and that they're an integral component of the success of what we're trying to do, people want inherently want to do a good job. You know? Oh yeah! I hate to say this, but our time is up. Don't you oh no me? way! No oh, way! Oh it's wow, a, Connie,
2: so this was great. I know. Didn't we have? Don't we have so much more to say? Uh, Absolutely. So I mean, I, I could know. talk for another five hours. No, I we don't have know, much time. I right?
1: know, Everybody. Listen, would be thanks so much for us. But now let me just, I want to share, um, I want to just one more time go through uh, creating and sustaining or changing a culture and those steps. So if you haven't gotten it, please write them down. Step one is the vision. Um, Just zooming out, kind of figuring out the why, identifying the gaps using assessment, the start point, the end point, that missing, that disconnect, that's where the change is going to occur building the plan, really thinking about every step, um, communicating the vision, lifting it off the page, not telling people, showing, explaining. Uh, Again, the forms that Cindy threw in the air, we want to communicate that vision with clarity. Then the training and development, absolutely a critical piece, but we don't have magic wands. Um, We need to make sure that we sustain all of the five previous steps through those accountability, uh, rewards and consequences, coaching and feedback, and all the other things Cindy and I uh, spoke about. So, everyone, thank you uh, for being on the show. Now, if oh, you would you, like, oh, uh, Cindy, you are awesome. I love. This. It was so I fun. Loved, I wasn't this fun, and I yeah. love. I always love our time together, and we always have very dynamic conversations. So I knew this was going to be it, just so much information, and you and I always want to give more, um, you know, so that people walk away rewarded. If you want to speak to Cindy, please, please reach out to her. Her direct line is 908, area code 604-2116. Again, area code 908-604-2116. Or, of course, you can email her, at, and I'm going to spell it because it's Performance Management is her company. So the acronym she has for her email is P-E-R-F-M-S at com. I'll repeat that. It's P-E-R-F-M-S at com. Cindy, thank you, thank you, thank you. It, thank it's you, Connie. It was great. I'm glad you had fun. Okay, okay everybody, t- it's time to say goodbye. We're Cindy, Cindy and I are... Uh, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on WebTalkRadio.net. I look forward to seeing you all here again next week. Have a great week and challenge yourself. Try to pick something to do differently and work to make that change so we all become the improved, better versions of ourselves. Thanks again. Take care.
0: And listening to the Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.